This is not Davy Jones of the Monkeys, and you're listening to TV Confidential with Ed Robertson. It's groovy, man. Ed Robertson with a reminder that we will play part two of our conversation with George Stevens Jr. Later on the hour, George Stevens Jr., founder of the American Film Institute, and the Kennedy Center Honors, and the son of Academy Award-winning director George Stevens. We hope you'll stay tuned for that. In the meantime, and speaking of George Stevens, and particularly Giant, on the line with us right now is John Cerny, John's murals, John's giant-sized murals can be seen along the uh, highways and byways of about 28 states across the United States, particularly the highways of California and the Midwest. John's most recent mural, and arguably his most famous, is the tribute to James Dean and the epic movie Giant that appears along Highway 90, about five miles away from Marfa, Texas. Uh, We mentioned at the top of the program that the giant Marfa mural in Marfa, Texas also includes a multimedia element. Uh, if, if you stop to check out the mural and get close enough to take a selfie or a photo with your family, you will hear music coming out of the 51 Ford Deluxe, and that music is, uh, comes from Michael Nesmith and the First National Band. For more on John and his murals, johncernymurals.com, johncernymurals.com. This conversation with John Cerny was originally recorded in February 2020. We mentioned that uh, you've got a, a background, or at least an understanding of how marketing works. And uh, I, I understand that, one, that that comes into play to some degree as you put these things Together, we mentioned that your giant cutouts range between 16 feet and 18 feet. And I understand that uh, part of your thinking was you, you, you envisioned, you know, basically you thought in terms of, of a billboard, how, how a billboard will appear in the distance and the approximate amount of time it takes for a driver or passenger to catch that billboard in order for that billboard to ha- have its most impact. Yes. Uh, when I started doing my cutouts, my early ones were life-size. I might have incorporated a building or a barn and had cutout figures in front of it, but I kept, I wanted things to look real, so that meant to make them look life-size. Uh, that's, that's real. So, but I was finding out, though, that the drivers, and myself included, when you drive by, you got to look too hard. you got to strain your eyes. Wait a minute, what, did I, what was that? What was that? Uh, I wanted to make it easier so you could see from a distance, like billboards. I want you to see it three seconds, four seconds before you come upon it. Then you see it really good. Then it's by you. And then, whoa, you had a four or five second experience of seeing something just out of this world. What was that? Why is that there? What does it mean? And they're thinking about it for a couple of minutes down the road. So uh, I had to kind of, it, it, was, it, it evolved slowly. Uh, 16, 18, 20 feet is about as big as I make them, make them because, you know, you got to buy 22-foot posts and stick them in the ground. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes I'm in the middle of a cornfield. I don't have access to a tractor. i got to get it up there manually with me and another guy. So uh, I can only make them so big. But 16, 18 feet is pretty good. Uh, like George Harrison, some of my figures early on where I would use the complete figure. George Harrison is an example of one. Well, I just cut him off at, at the waist, and all, all that's important is the guitar and George Harrison. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, it's cut out around him. So the thing, the reason 
that I want to stay away from billboards, rectangles, is because when you cut out around the figure, you include all the landscape around it. You're almost you're creating a unique kind of a scene, and it's you're so used to looking at billboards nowadays, not paying attention to them because they're selling you something. My things are just whoa, th that's so bizarre looking, and you can see the mountains and the the colors change every day, and uh, every time you drive by, it's it's a different different vantage point, different view. So the mountains and the landscape become part of the composition of the story and the picture you're trying to create as you're building, constructing these. 18, 16-foot cutouts. Yeah. There are places where I realize that my thing shouldn't go and wouldn't wouldn't look good. I, st I stay away from real pristine areas, it, it, like in my general area, like a big sur coastline. Yeah, I wouldn't want to mess with the beauty of the Pacific and the edge of the, uh, California. I think I people would raise, raise their arms up over that. But I don't mind the, the scrub brush of Texas, which is, it gets monotonous after a while, and all of a sudden, bam, there's all this color. That's wild. Uh, I think I, I got away with that, but uh, I am a little bit careful about the, the places I put them. I love them in uh, in cornfields, um, whether maybe the crops change the next year, all that kind of stuff. I, do, I look forward to that. If it snows, I love seeing pictures of them with snow on top of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and go, going back to something you said a little while ago about you're triggering that reaction from uh, you know passers-by, whether they're driving or whether they're riding a shotgun in the car as they're approaching one of your murals, is you're triggering that reaction. And that goes back to some of the other things that you try to do uh, when you put these things together is to the extent you can, you're trying to tell a story or, or maybe recreate a story in the case of the giant Marfa tribute to the, the to the giant motion picture, you bet. I mean, that's it. It's it's a little bit like uh, Norman Rockwell cover of Saturday Evening Post. He's telling a little story with one image: uh, the little boy running away from home with a cop sitting next to him in a diner. You can read so much into that, and yet they, in that case, people have time to look at it. So I have to. I totally edit it and make it quicker, make it make it obvious. I can't be real subtle with my things. So, but I will I will try and include multiple. I like to think of it as at least three, three or four, five pieces. At least three. You need that, and that's a nice little tableau. Um, but I got I want to tell a story. Now I've had people say, well. Uh, private commissions. You know, our grandfather just passed away. He was a tomato farmer, and all we have is is this one picture of him. Well, he's just standing there. And I had to talk them into this. I said, well, he's a tomato farmer. Well, have him holding some tomatoes in one hand or something. It, it's not enough just to have a guy standing there. Yeah. Uh, I, they didn't see it at first because that wasn't their grandpa. Uh, but now they, they were very happy that I made that decision. And then people drive by can actually put two and two together. Oh, they, mean, they may not know the guy. Well, it must be a tomato farmer and a family who's paying tribute to him. Yeah. So I, I need something, you know, a little something. Yeah, and, it, and again, that goes back to the collaborative nature of, 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 of what you do and what every artist do. And it's, it's okay, yeah, you know, you may start with one thing, but you add something that helps create a picture, and, that, and, and that's what really makes it jump and come to life. You bet. Yeah, I mean, I'm working on, I'm doing right now, I'm doing a painting of a church. It's a 20-foot-tall church that's going for the, in this uh, farm uh, in a town nearby here. Now, they didn't care about the little details. Well, he said, but get rid of this tree. Well, all of a sudden, 
sudden I had this space next to this church, and I said, well, it needs a stained glass window. Well, they didn't really seem to care one way or the other, but I did. I mean, I mean I, it mattered more to me than it did to them. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not going to charge you any extra, but it's got to have a stained glass window. Come on, that's a church. Well, I sent them four or five examples, and now they're getting excited about the stained glass window. But they wouldn't have done it, and they wouldn't have cared. But And I'm not getting paid extra. It took me two or three extra days to do it, but it didn't matter to me. That church had to have a stained glass window. So uh, that's, that's a case where, you know, I get a lot of leeway, and I get a lot of uh, rope to do what I want to do. Uh, but this is a case where, not that I hurt myself, but if I'm going <laughs> to do a church, damn it, yeah. better be a good-looking church with a stained glass window. To learn more about John Cerny and the murals he's working on and the murals he's done and where you can find them or where they're located across the country, go to johncernymurals.com, johncernymurals.com. If you're on YouTube, type in John Cerny Michael Nesmith. There's about a 20-minute conversation of John uh, in conversation with uh, Michael Nesmith. It gives you a little bit of the backstory, a little, little more of the backstory of the giant Marfa mural in Marfa, Texas. And uh, John is also featured in a great book by our mutual friend Robert Crane called Two Friends Over Drinks. Two Friends Over Drinks. Check it out. John Cerny, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. I mean, you finish your next bureau. Come back and visit us again, TV Confidential. Well, thanks. Thank you very much, Ed. I appreciate it. Nice talking to you. One more item for our listeners in Northern California. Our friend Robert Crane will be in conversation with commercial artist John Cerny at the Triton Museum of Art, 1505 Warburton Avenue in Santa Clara on Saturday, November 18th, beginning at 12 noon. John Cerny, of course, nationally renowned artist whose larger-than-life works of art are often meant to be viewed from a distance. Some of John's works are currently on display at the Triton Museum of Art. The event with John Cerny and Robert Crane is free, open to the public, including free parking, and will include drinks and light snacks. For more information, tritonmuseum.org forward slash events, tritonmuseum.org forward slash events. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.